0: Welcome back. Drama's podcast. I'm Fu and Hami Rain. Uh Moving on to the Pacific Division. And once again, we have the same five, which makes things easy. Uh, but that's not to say that this is an easy division to evaluate. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really close. I don't think that there's a bad team in this division. And that's the first thing I want to say.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the Kings, it feels like they regressed last season, right? Like, they just felt just a little lower, a little off.
0: They were starting you know. to get it together, and then...
1: It's such a bummer. It's the such, season stopped. I, I really loved watching them that, you know, two seasons ago, when, you know, they were kind of surprising everyone, and, you know, everything seemed to be going their way. It's, it's a bummer where that franchise just keeps... They just keep backpedaling when they should be, you know... It's, it's like they're on a treadmill, but like, they're, like, at the, at the back of the treadmill you know, for some reason. You know, also, even, I mean,
0: like, talk about a tough division to play in.
1: It's always so tough. Always tough. And, you you, you know, well, I think the about, Suns are good,
0: too. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the sun, I was about to mention
1: them. The Suns are, like, known as the joke, usually. Now the Kings – it's like the Kings and the Suns were the joke. But now it's like, you know, the Kings it, – it's a bummer because everyone else kind of, like, did a little bit better or, you know – the, the Warriors, I don't think they'll be bad enough to be in, on the Kings level this season, you know. But you never know. I mean, they, you, know, they, they, you know, if, if you know, some of these guys get hurt again, it, it just, that's all it takes, really. Just like Curry or Draymond going down.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I, you look at the Kings, and I just really hope that they're patient with Luke Walton here. Because it's not his fault that they are, on paper, the fifth best team in the division. Uh, it's, that doesn't mean they have a bad team like De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Healed, who I wouldn't be surprised is dealt, uh, Harrison Barnes, even Jabari Parker who had a really nice bounce back season last year. Marvin Bagley, Hassan Whiteside, Rashawn Holmes, even Frank Kaminsky. I like Frank Kaminsky. I mean, he's, he's not like a stud, but I like him. I, I <laughs> The problem is, you know, they're obviously not the Lakers and the Clippers, the Warriors, or even the Suns. So, yeah, they're our number five.
1: Yeah, they're just, they're just five basically just by, you know, just by, I guess, default. I don't know, yeah. I guess. But just because everyone else just seems a little more talented.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. But they'll flirt with it.
1: It sucks, yeah. I mean, it's a bummer for, you know, if I were a Kings fan, yeah, I just, you know, I don't even know what I'd do, honestly.
0: If yes. they were in the East, they're probably in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. It's too bad that you know. I don't know. If only we could have some sort of you know conference realignment where we could just have the Kings play in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Just see what happens. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of crazy to consider when, I mean, all the other teams got better in the sting yeah. in the Kings like. I mean, like, once the Lakers they got about got, the, same. Once the Lakers
1: got LeBron, you know, if I were a Kings fan, I'd be like, fuck, are you serious? Like, yeah. the Lakers were
0: around where we
1: were in the standings. Yeah. Now the Lakers are all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, the Lakers are back. You know, it's it, – you know, I really don't know what I'd do. But if I were a Kings fan, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'd take a high. It's so easy for me to say because my team has been in the playoffs in the last, you know, 20 years, right? My team has been in the playoffs, you know, half of that at least. You know, the Kings have only been in the playoffs for, like, those four years. And then that was it.
0: It seems like they just have not been good since the Chris Webber days, which is just... Literally,
1: I think their last playoff is 2006, right?
0: Jeez, is that so? I think so.
1: Oh five, oh six. 5 6 And if they miss the playoffs this year, they will be at the longest drought, you know, that hasn't made the playoffs. The NBA playoffs, which, you know, half the conference makes
0: yeah, it. They extended it to 14 years yikes
1: and like they're they're catching up with the timberwolves who only made it once that's another franchise that you know seen so much shit so much shit over a lot of manure over the years
0: yeah and they barely made it that year but i mean it's just a shame because like they, they could definitely be a 500 team like they're they're deep i i do think luke walton's a good coach uh They have some really exciting players like De'Aaron Fox, one of the most exciting young players in the league. Uh, And there's a world where maybe they sniff the playoffs if De'Aaron Fox just goes absolutely crazy. Uh, You know, Buddy Heald is one of the fastest players in the NBA. And when he gets hot, he's super hot. But he was super not at times in the bubble. And so I really don't know if he's he's there for the long haul. Uh, Harrison Barnes, similar, like, can be a really good score or completely disappear. Uh, Jabari Parker has been a question mark with his health for most of his career, unfortunately. Uh, and, and
1: yeah, that's another guy. Like, you talk about a guy who is kind of a microcosm of the Kings franchise. It's probably it's Jabari Parker because when you look at his career, you know, you're talking about a guy who was a number two pick, and honestly, I thought he'd be better than Wiggins. And, you know, I know it's not saying much, Andrew Wiggins, but it's like, you know, I, I also thought Jabari would be a really good player. And – he tore his ACL his first season, right? Or like late in the year, something like that?
0: Yeah, I don't know if and it was like first. So, I mean, he, he very early in his career.
1: Maybe second year of his career, something like that. But then he, again, like the next season, something like that yeah, happened.
0: Yeah, just constant but, knee injuries.
1: But it, it, it's good that he's thinking, you know, He's getting some play time, you know, even though he he just really – you know, you can just tell. You know, he's just not the same, even like his body language is just, you know – I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy was just, you know, he maybe. Remember when lost, this team you know, took
0: uh Marvin Bagley instead of Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those are just, you know, that's just, that's just what they do. But, uh, I remember Luca, you know, having, it was a really mixed bag, you know, before the draft, you know, in terms of, you know, should he go first and stuff something, something like that? Some people were sure that he should have gone first, uh, yeah, I thought I thought the Suns like when they hired when I found out that they hired his his uh, coach and you know wherever it was whatever you know uh, Slovenia or whatever right right if they hired his coach I don't know if it was there or if it was like the national team coach or something like that uh, maybe it was the Real Madrid coach I don't know and
0: Aiton's Aiton's been really good but like yeah no been one's been good Luca.
1: but like yeah but so like they, they, I, I thought obviously they would go for him once they had his coach. But then like the day, you know, the week before the draft, people are like, the Suns are really leaning towards Aiden. And I'm sitting there like, man, like you like you're making this move to I don't know, like I don't know if they didn't like what they saw or something like that from Luca during the workout or, or something. Because, you know, he's obviously not he he's he's like hardened, you know, he's like he's like a really elite decelerator guy. Like he's like very good at like the quick Movement like that, the, yeah, the G that kind of yeah. stuff, step back kind of moves. Like he's amazing in that kind of stuff, and that's like, it's just so skillful. You know, it's just you know maybe like they they wanted to get someone who you know had some kind of I guess some sort of flair, some sort of flash. time, I guess I don't know, and that's the problem with Marvin Bagley is that he will always be no matter how good he is, he'll always be known as kind of the Sam
0: Yeah, and and so I guess to wrap it up on the Kings, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but yeah, it's a good team. It's not a good enough team. They have a lot of good shooters. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a stud. He's uh, uh, super entertaining. Um, Marvin Bagley needs to do more. Hassan Whiteside is an interesting addition. Uh, You know, the team that drafted him now has him again. They're they're like a good deep team. They're just not good enough, and they're in probably the best division in the NBA, so they're kind of, they're just screwed.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely the best division, because they got a lot of star power in that division.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you could make a case that they have, like, you know. (sighs) How many of the top guys in the NBA? Like, in this division, you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Steph Curry, like, a rising star in Devin Booker. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Booker's was also like really known, and then you got the point guard himself. You know, like the guy who, you know, was crazy. But like before Curry exploded, and this this is a good transition. We've been about Chris Paul and the and the Suns now. Yeah, like you know, Chris Paul is he's good enough to have multiple rings. Like that's how good he is. You know, obviously people be like,
0: healthy, why did not maybe you know? they beat the but Warriors and it's it's a shame. They should you know. have
1: they should have won that year. Even when he was out, they still had a good chance to beat him. And you know, it was just. Very unlucky, and everyone talks about 0 for 27. You know, people also talk about that. You know, during that 0 for 27 stretch, they had a couple of threes taken away from them that probably should have counted because, you know, they, they called it, they, they fouled him, and then the guy made the shot, and they're like, that's an and one, but no, they they, they wouldn't like, give him the shooting, you know, foul or whatever. So, yeah, like, Chris Paul is that good where he could have, you know, he theoretically, like, you can make an argument that he could have an MVP and a championship ring. You know, people are going to be like, yeah, why hasn't you done it yet? And that kind of shit. But it's just like, you know, it's only one team wins every year. And I think since 2000, it's been like six franchises or something. It's like, it's like six to eight franchises, something like that. It's, like, it's not like too much. You know, it's not, like, it's not like the NFL where, like, out of the 20 years, you're looking at, like, at least 10, 11, 12 champions, right? Different, different sort of champions. But yeah, like. Chris uh, Paul has
0: the number nine all time uh, player efficiency rating.
1: That's crazy, yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh, I mean, he, he's the advanced stats love him. Like, the people ahead of him yeah. on this list are in this order. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Shaq, David Robinson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bob Pettit, Kevin Durant, and then it's Chris Paul. I mean, that, that's, that's a list.
1: Yeah, it's slightly unrelated, but kind of related to the Suns. It's amazing how Charles Barkley really hates analytics, but the analytics – he makes him look like the greatest player next to Michael Jordan, right? Like the second best player ever. What Barkley? Like that's how good it, yeah, that's how yeah. He's, great he's number twelve. Yeah. yeah, just incredible advanced stats, and you know he he's always saying like "fuck that," you know that kind of stuff. He's a true hooper for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Charles Barkley. He uh, let's just say it. I think he's a wildly entertaining analyst, but he's a much better player than he is an analyst. Let's let's just say that.
1: <laughs> well, he's. I mean. I think one thing that people kind of forget is that he led the scoring of the dream team. I think that meant a lot to him, you know, being uh, I'm the sure and, you know, you know, obviously not getting that championship ring and, you know, people are always going to hold on against him. He, he was also, you know, the Rockets could have played, they could have been playing the bulls in the 97 finals, but you know, Stockton's gonna stockton going got a you know, but, uh,
0: <laughs> how scary is it though? Like, and I guess we'll, we'll get into this more when we get to uh, the team that's probably at the top of our list, you know, the defending champions, but like, that means LeBron James and Anthony Davis have the number two and number three best player efficiency ratings ever, and they're in the same team together. That's stupid. yeah.
1: Davis is another guy who's like the advanced stats are just unbelievable towards him, and obviously LeBron. I mean, anything anything will look good with his name on it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, this Suns team, man, like
1: – Suns made some good moves. I, You know, yeah. one move that – no, that no one, you know, kind of flew under the radar that I think is a very solid player. I'm really happy they got him former Chicago Bull
0: Etuan one more, baby. Ooh, I like each Yeah, he, he can play.
1: He's like kind of a definition of a kind of a role player kind of combo guard.
0: He's gonna be a great backup for Devin Booker. Uh, I mean, he, he can honestly play one through three. Uh, and so like that's that's like a, a good backup player. Um, Cameron Johnson, solid. Dario Saric is like, he was, he was good enough last year. Jay Crowder. is. He
1: had a good season last year. Saric kind of stepped it up some, some nights. He's a little inconsistent, but you know, Saric played well.
0: Yeah. and, And then like we, we talked about in, in part one today of recording, uh, Jay Crowder leaving the Miami heat and Crowder was like everything they needed him to be uh, in, in Miami, uh, his, his time with the heat last year, he was, you know, 12 points a game, uh, 1.3 steals and, you know, getting his five rebounds a game shooting 45%, 44.5 percent from three, like that is going to create a lot of space. Chris Paul's going to be able to set that guy up and that makes Deandre Ayton better because you must respect Jay Crowder.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Chris Paul made Capella look unbelievable. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what he look. You know, makes DeAndre Ayton look like, and with a Devin Booker aside, aside him, like a next to him.
0: DeAndre Ayton will be an All Star this year. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, it's you know, still
1: tough to say because there's so many good players in that sure. conference.
0: It's too, the conference is too
1: good. Last year, eighteen point two
0: points, eleven and a half rebounds. Now you give him Chris Paul, like. He's working on his three-point shot. It's not great. How many um, all-star spots are
1: there this year? Because they're not gonna, there's going to be no game. And, you know, you, some, a lot of years, I mean, someone will get hurt and they'll, someone else will just replace him and then they'll be known. They're also not an all-star, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many spots. What is it, 12? I, I wonder if it'll
1: be, it'll be either 12 or it'll be
0: 15, something like that. I'll look that up. How many...
1: That's, you know, we'll probably find out more towards, you know, once it gets closer to that shutdown period, right? March 5th or 6th or whatever. And, and I'll we'll tell you what,
0: man, the All-Star game is going to be wild this year because like just with the COVID so No All-Star game. There is no All-Star game.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no All-Star weekend. That's why I was asking, well, okay. how many sports to be? Because there's no All-Star uh, right. game. Right, okay, right. okay interesting. I see that and now. So Indiana, which wasn't a hosty game this year, they're, they're moving to 2024. So they're gonna have okay. to wait a couple. We're gonna have to wait for Indiana.
0: Years. Eventually, they get it. I mean, the guy who who went absolutely bananas at the end of the uh in the bubble when the Suns went undefeated was Devin Booker.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Booker had that amazing amazing run at the end. He had that game winner too. That That's beautiful shot. Yeah, that was great swish and everything. Uh, yeah, no, Devin Booker, I, I'm looking for... I, I've been I've been watching this guy for a, a couple of years now, and I've, I've liked what I've seen a lot, you know, because he's the guy who... You know, when people talk about, you know, guys who play the right way, he kind of plays, like, you know, what people would describe as the right way. He lets the game come to him, what people... You know,
0: right? I mean, the, he's, he's definitely been so accused much. of having some empty stat lines. He had the 70-point seven point game when they kind of, like, yeah. cherry-picked and did some no, bullshit, no. but...
1: Yeah, like, I... That was another thing, too. Like, they took, like, a – like, I get it. Like, they took, like, a picture after the game or whatever. I'm like, well, first, all, you, guys, you guys didn't win the game. And also, yeah. like – like, yeah, I, I get it when people say he kind of has a kind of, like, a loser's mentality or whatever, you know. I'm actually reading this book now, and, you know, you know, actually, among his peers and stuff like that, uh, someone said that Pete Maravich was kind of, like, in NBA star sort of, he's kind of known as a loser, you know, because he's very much a flashy player, but he doesn't win, you know. Hmm. So, like, I, I, th- I thought that, like, that paragraph about him, about Pete Maravich, was very interesting. I was like, hmm, that's, I mean, like, that's kind of like what people think of Carmelo Anthony, right? Yeah, like, I guess so. Just gets his points, and then that's it. He's, he's a loser. You, know, whatever, whatever.
0: you could say yeah. Booker had his breakout season last year, technically. I mean, he made his first All-Star game. Uh, two years yeah. in a row, he's averaged he 26.6 points per game. But, yeah, he gets a little bit better. Um, strangely enough, I feel like the – he just kind of seemed to turn a corner after kobe bryant passed away. uh i feel like a lot of players found inspiration uh from kobe and i don't know, he just kind of went went bananas. uh his offensive rating last year was uh 115. the the year before it was 109 and so that's that's a huge leap. and um i don't know, man. like i think that uh another guy who's just going to get some really good looks when Chris Paul's on the floor.
1: Yeah. And again, and that's the problem with the, uh, this division is that this is such a really good team. Any other year, you know, they'd probably be second in this, in this division bracket ranking thing. So, but you know, it just they're good, just not good enough, but they probably, I think they're going to make the playoffs in you know, seventh, eighth.
0: Yeah. They're going to be in that in that mix for sure. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, right? Like, I think Oklahoma City falls out, uh, yeah. but then you're going to have the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Pelicans, and the Spurs all fighting tooth and nail. And, and the Warriors. And the Warriors coming back. Yeah. The yeah. Warriors coming back. So, like, there's going to be – it's going to be competitive as hell. I don't think the Suns are locked to make the playoffs, but I think that they certainly could. I think they're, you know, maybe the eighth seed, but, like – it just feels like Chris
1: Paul is just too good not to play in the playoffs. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, I feel like probably he's
0: right? Like, they're going to be better yeah, than like the I can Grizzlies. See them,
1: like, I can see them playing because, again, now they're doing this, this play-in tournament thing. So if you're the 10th seed, you've got a shot.
0: That's a good point. That's a damn good point. Yeah, so it's going to – and they'll they'll be there at least. Um, it's It's hard to – Bet against the Spurs, but yeah, they they missed the playoffs. So maybe that's the end of an era. Uh, the only time they'd missed the playoffs since the late '80s, I want to say '88 or so. What was the year? Um, Dave Robinson gets hurt in the '96-'97 season, and then we all know what happened in the off season. Tim Duncan, and then they didn't miss once since. You know, until last Another year. team, another
1: franchise that also had like uh, I think they probably got their pick through a trade or something like that, but. The Lakers got James Worthy fresh off a championship. Like they, Lakers won a championship, and then drafted James Worthy number one. Imagine having that luck.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's that's similar for sure. Um, yeah, they are uh, according to Vegas. So they're a minus one thirty four to make the playoffs. So I, I, they're they're right in the mix there uh, as far as like the the Vegas money goes. They got a damn good shot, but. It's gonna. It's just gonna be tough to get in, period, because it's it's the wild, wild west, and uh, you know the fact that we have them is the, the Pacific, fourth yeah. best team in the Pacific. Uh, you know, that's crazy. Should we move on to number three?
1: Well, yeah, that, that's why. Like specifically in the Pacific, this division is so like it can go back and forth either way. I can see the Warriors and the Suns trading spots a lot throughout the season.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I mean. I hate to say it, but, you know, it's just a shame. Like, not having Klay Thompson is going to hurt. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, a guy who was critical for the Suns last year is now going to be a guy who's critical for the Golden State Warriors yeah, this year. Yeah. And that that's Kelly Oubre. And uh, I think that's a good jumping off point when we uh, talk about the, the going into the Warriors, who we both have at number three. This dude just had 18.7 points per game, 35% from three. And he's a very good defender. He's coming into his prime. uh, 20, what, 24, 25 years old? And here's, here's my interesting take about Kelly Oubre. He's got Draymond Green energy. He's a tough guy. The Warriors we think about like sometimes we forget how tough they are because like they can be flashy. Uh, you know, uh, you could call Steph Curry like a pretty boy, but they're gritty. And, and Steve Kerr is the coach of that team. And, you know, Steve Kerr known as a shooter. But if you've, you know, seen old games of him playing or you know anything about him as a coach, you know that that guy's tough as nails. If you've seen him like smash that clipboard in half. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he,
1: has a, he, he has like a very uh, – he, he's like – A very, like, kind of like, dare I say, a warrior kind of spirit, you know, when he's a coach.
0: He's got a Uh, mean streak to him.
1: Yeah, but, like, the thing is, like, uh, this is the thing that kind of bothers me about people when they kind of, like, they want to kind of, like, shit talk kind of Curry or, like, even Clay Thompson, you know, calling them kind of, like, you know, maybe pretty boys and stuff like that. I get it. They're really good shooters. They mostly play from the outside. But at the same time, like, getting that good, takes years and years of grinding, hard work, yeah, shooting from shooting a million free throws like a year you know like it, there's nothing pretty about like about the work that goes into like them developing their skills i mean it's it's like it's really it, it's a still a process it's the whole thing is still a process them their shooting percentages and stuff like that like it, it's not like you just imagine become like an you know, amazing one day it's just like it takes years and years of just practicing right by the hoop you know the easiest shots that you can imagine and then them just being you know just perfecting, you know, even the toughest shots. It's it's incredible. I mean, yeah. the, that's why I never understood, like, people, you know, because they're not super athletic, because they're not super, you know, because if you're super athletic, you, you can kind of have the luxury to coast some possessions. But if you're like, a good shooter, you're always moving around, you know, trying to get open.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Kelly Oubre is like – we were talking about the other day the difference between a staple and a paperclip. He's a paperclip, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, like he's not a staple of this team, <laughs> but like he's a good plug-in for Clay for sure. He's not going to be the you know doing the things Clay does, like thirty-seven points in a quarter and stuff like that. But I mean, it makes sense. Uh, the hate's gone kind of far on Andrew Wiggins. Um, I Andrew Wiggins is fine. Like he's he's not going to. You know, he's, blow the doors off you but he's fine he's not a bad player
1: yeah he, he's in a good situation now i mean yeah. people for, that's what it all comes down to it all comes down to a good situation uh like being drafted and everything and you know yeah.
0: he shot 34 percent last year like he, he yeah he, he did
1: he did actually like i think last year, i mean he started off really he started off really well didn't he
0: yeah well, i mean he was solid you yeah. know yeah, yeah yeah like uh yeah, because I guess he did. So it's, it's a warrior shot 34%, you know.
1: Yeah, um, I know when he was on the Timberwolves, he uh, he got up to a great start to the season and people were like, wow, Andrew Wiggins is really starting to turn it around. And then I guess like, you know, like a month later, it just, you know, he, he, you know, regressed to the mean or whatever. But yeah, like I, I never thought that he, you know, he, he was going to totally flop with the Warriors or anything. They just need him to be even slightly, you know, just around Harrison Barnes level. And it's not like Barnes was like, you know, incredible or anything. Barnes was pretty good. But, you know, even if it was a little worse than Barnes, that's okay, you know.
0: You know, what's interesting is so they have Andrew Wiggins' age on uh, basketball reference. They do not have Kelly Oubre's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is, uh, you know, about to be 26, though. Like, he's coming into his athletic prime. Uh, you know, Maple Jordan, as is, is they call him. And so I don't know what calls him that anymore. But, you know, like – Yeah, the, the, that's
1: what people were saying, like, coming out of college. like That's crazy, man. <laughs> it's like, a nickname.
0: Steph Curry's going to, like, you know, obviously be the – I mean, if Clay is healthy, like, the undisputed la- leader on this team. Uh, but it's not going to be the Splash Bros Warriors. It's going to be Steph Curry and then, like, some pretty good two-way players. Uh, Draymond Green, I think, is going to have to be a big part of that offense as far as, like, being a, uh, a secondary playmaker. Um, you know he he's he's got COVID right now, uh, or at least that's of uh, yesterday. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Wiseman too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those guys are gonna have to kind of work into the rotation here. Um, but you know Draymond Green's a super important part of their identity this year. I think, especially with no Clay, and so we'll see what he can bring. And you mentioned James Wiseman. Uh, here we go. I'm on record. He's gonna be the best player from this draft. Seven yeah, one two forty, super athletic. He is getting comparisons to David Robinson and Chris Bosh.
1: Yeah, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, uh, even both those guys just individually. Yeah, like I, uh I'm, I'm pretty. I, I, I like that the Warriors kept their pick. I don't know if they ever really planned on trading it at all, because you know. But maybe the Clay, the Clay situation changed things a little bit. Maybe they did plan to, plan to do something with it, but then Clay got hurt. Uh, you know, you always have to be prepared. You know, for for one of your franchise guys to, to go down, which, is, uh, it, which sucks. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very sad. But I'm I'm very really looking I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Draymond and Steph Curry connecting again. Uh, it'll be nice. And uh, I'm I'm him especially Wiseman. I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing him play with that team. I think there's going to be a lot of lobs from Draymond to him. You know, it's just a lot. You know, just a lot of like nice plays. Now, question: Can Dallas somehow end up back there? Because I think he'd be great
0: help for them. I mean I'd love to see it but I don't think it would happen. I
1: probably wouldn't cuz the heat would probably have to trade and him away they like or like
0: him kind of you know he was he, a little stunned I feel like when they let him go in the first place.
1: Yeah, but you would uh you know cuz Igudala is probably Curry's biggest fan. Uh or should I say uh yeah Curry's biggest fan is Igudala, right? So yeah, like yeah. Igudala is very much on record saying how much he loves playing you know, with Steph Curry and something like that, and I think if they somehow got him back, or just a player of his kind of skill set, yeah, uh, it would help. They could, yeah, it would definitely help. And you know, maybe they'd be more comfortably in the playoffs instead of kind of barely, you know, sixth seed or whatever, you know. Which, yeah, I think they might get this year, which you know isn't bad. But and I, I think Curry's gonna have a great year. Um, you know, I'm just, I, I just hope you know obviously he obviously stays healthy, and you know, Wiseman too. I hope, I hope Curry and Wiseman, you know, I, I think that'll be a good, you know, very one, fun two, pick fun and roll, too. yeah.
0: It's kind of a deep front court. Eric Pascal or Pascal, however you say that. You know, he had a he had a real oh, nice yeah. year last year. Marquise Chris uh, emerged last year for them. Uh, so Steve Kerr did a good job in the in between year, uh, kind of developing some of the young talent. Uh, a little thin in the backcourt, but this is a playoff I mean, that's
1: not team. Last year, I mean, they they played really hard last year. Obviously, they won well, like fourteen games or whatever it was, or seventeen games. But still, like they, you know, their starters. Right last year will be most of the bench this year, right? So yeah. that's not horrible. You know, that's not bad. Pastel, you can do a lot worse than Pastel. Pastel's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there's a world where the the Warriors are the number two, right? Yeah. Like yeah, – uh
1: so, I mean, yeah, it could happen.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, which kind of brings us into the number two. You, you ready to switch over to number two here? Yeah.
1: Honestly, these first two teams, not really much to say because most of them – uh, the Clippers, I, I have a little mostly bit running it back, except with Ibaka instead of Harold.
0: Well, I mean, the big addition for me offensively is Luke Kennard. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a huge pickup for them. I think Luke Kennard, uh, when healthy is one of the more underrated players in the league. Uh, he's somebody who can definitely handle uh, a lot of ball handling responsibilities. And that's, that's the luxury uh, for this team. Reggie Jackson, I've never been a Reggie Jackson guy, you know, but like having another guy who can handle the ball and Kennard was hurt a lot last year, but he averaged 16 points per game. He shot 39 uh, nine from three last year, and uh, like I said, a really good passer, a high IQ player, and he's like I think 24 right now. They don't have his age on uh, Basketball Reference either, uh, but I think that was like a brilliant trade for them and. Uh, also, I, I'm seeing a lot that you're going to see Paul George used a little bit differently this year. We'll, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, it, it's interesting they they just gave him all that money. But, you know, I, I look at this team up and down, and once again, it is absolutely stacked. You're, you're missing Montrez Harrell, but so your backcourt or your frontcourt got a little bit worse. Uh, I don't know how I feel about, like, I guess Marcus Morris is like a fine – you know, guy at that power forward spot. Uh, I I don't know who, I could see Ibaka starting over Zubach, frankly. Uh, I like Ibaka is also someone you're going to be able to plug into the power forward if you uh, choose to do that. Uh, We'll see about the health of Nicholas Batum, but in theory, that guy used to be one of the better 3 and D guys in the league. Uh, You still got Lou Williams. P-Bev is one of the best on-ball dogs in the league. I mean, it's a lot of the same. But I feel like you're you're pretty much like swapping out Montrez. Harrell who is one of your key players in the front court for Luke Kennard, who's going to be a super key player in the backcourt.
1: Yeah, I, I actually almost forgot about Kennard. I mean, uh, that was one of the first moves that they made uh, since trading was allowed, right? I mean, they had that was one of the first things that happened. Yeah, that's a great move. I uh, you know because they Lord knows that you know you can never have enough you know shooting and stuff like that. And he's I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't have much else to say about the Clippers you know, they're definitely in a, in a, a period now where, you know, it's more like, you know, uh, just show us that you can do it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's embarrassing because, you know, last year, you know, I was really high on the Clippers and, you know, as many people were as well. And it seemed like, you know, if you weren't rooting for the Clippers, it was the Lakers, or if it was the Lakers or the Clippers it would be the bucks or something like that. People were kind of picking, you know, those three teams. And if the Clippers hadn't won, I always thought the Lakers would. And, you know, that's kind of how it happened. That's the one thing that I – personally, I did not want to see that happen was the Lakers winning because yeah. I wanted to see, you know, the year – you know, everyone talks about, you know, this 2020, you know, year of Kobe and stuff like that. And uh, it would have been very – it would have been very cool for these two local kids, two local California, Southern California kids to do it the year that, you know, Kobe passed. Obviously, it's not the Lakers, but it would be, be pretty dope, man. Uh, honestly – yeah, and, like, also, everyone hates him, too. It would be, honestly, the most, like, Mamba shit ever, honestly, yeah. you know, if they had done that because, you know, they are the champions and they feel like the away team at every game. Uh, yeah, no, like, uh, I I really, you know, in terms of, like, the fan base, because, you know, you never, you know, the Clippers are never going to be on the Lakers level. But I wonder if the children, like, younger kids are starting to be, like, you know, it's starting to be kind of more it's of a choice. closer, player. yeah. It feels like if you're if you're a Laker fan, you're kind of inherited that fan base because you know your dad's a Laker fan or something like that. Or you know, yeah, maybe to, your family's a Laker fan. yeah. You know, yeah, you know, which is like everyone, you know. But yeah, man, uh, not much else to say with the Clippers, uh, but with the Lakers. I yeah, mean, the
0: Clippers are. I, I just want to throw in a plus two seventy five. So really okay. good odds to make the finals. Uh, the Lakers exactly. are plus one forty. So they're they're the favorite to win the championship, uh, yeah. and like. A lot of people feel like they're a lock to at least come out of the West.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, like to the Lakers, it's just it. It's pretty. I mean, I, I don't know if I should say rare, but it, it's it's it, it's. I guess I should say maybe kind. It's kind of rare
0: it's to see a team. how good they are.
1: How yeah, already become are. greater. You know, uh, I think the only thing that might come close to it is maybe the Heat from twenty
0: twelve to twenty thirteen. Yeah, got, I asked you the, the other LeBron. night, is this the best LeBron team ever? I think it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. This it's gotta be because you have so many great pieces. Now Harold is not going to be one of those guys who's like you got you have to rely on him so much for rebounding. He's just another guy that you can just plug in. You know, he's, he's not much like, like, like they're
0: Dennis Rodman, like their dirty work, yeah. you yeah. know, like he's not gonna be taking a ton of shots, but he's gonna be pulling down rebounds. He He plays really good defense and is a much better scorer than Rodman, uh, but I don't think he's going to be asked to score at the same uh, rate because you have – I mean, obviously, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did plenty of scoring as well, but I mean, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis, everything they do is going to run through them still, no matter who's on that team.
1: Yeah. Like they actually have like another big that can score. Like that's, that's huge. I mean, you know, maybe we'll see, you know, we'll see some alley hoops from Harold to Davis, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: And and the talk about a great fit alongside David. It's a guy who's now a really good three point shooter. Harold coming off uh, just a phenomenal year, 18.6 points per game, uh, 7.1 rebounds. Um, This isn't someone who takes threes, but, you're going to be able to kind of have him at center, still be really quick with Davis, who's pretty much a giant guard. Uh, it's, it's going to be dangerous. It's they're going to be just as quick, and he's he's kind of a per, he's like a a puzzle piece fit for LA. He, yeah,
1: he, and then also you know you just get Marcus off for good bonus. You know it's just like that's just like a great move there. That's just like you know we don't expect marcus ald to do much of anything at this point he's already proven even before the championship that he had a good career but the championship just made it like ice yeah. on the cake
0: he's going to be know? a good passer he's not going to really do a ton on the stat sheet but like he just is just great
1: day to have on your team yeah. you know no matter no matter who you are
0: all defensive or who's the defensive player of the year not not that long ago right what what year was that yeah defensive player of the year um okay that, year was, ago, that was that was that was a long time ago yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Okay. But yeah, I mean the guy's awesome and you know now there's rumors that Powell's going to come back.
1: Yes, I saw that. I saw that.
0: Just Man. so they can win a championship together.
1: Right, right, right. Now I know Powell, like he he's definitely like done uh because when he was with the Blazers he got yeah, hurt. He, didn't even play. he he came back and just could be as a coach role basically so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that that'd be cool. I mean uh Powell Gasol finishing up with and you know, like cuz it was kind of a uh, you know, it his Laker career didn't end nicely, I guess. It was very random. It was very weird. Like, had, they had Dan Tony there with the Lakers, yeah. and he was like shooting a lot of threes. He was not playing like Paul Gasol would normally play, and they traded him, or he didn't trade him, but he went to the Bulls then, which yeah. worked out great, it was players, great you
0: know. for the Bulls. Yeah. 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 I would root for the Gasol brothers playing together. That would just be fun to see. Uh, but, you know, all in all, I look at this team. You know, LeBron James is your point guard. Dennis Schroeder just had a fantastic year, and uh, uh, I, I mean, maybe, maybe his best year ever. Like,
1: probably, yeah. Uh in, Back, yeah, like you know that many great years. I mean, because he was mostly off the bench in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, he probably started in his last career year.
0: high, or I'm sorry, uh, second second most points he's ever had. But, you know, he had uh, just under 19 points per game. He shot a career-high three-point percentage. The Lakers were lacking in uh, depth in the backcourt. And now, you know, Danny Green's gone, but Wesley Matthews is an upgrade. And Dennis Schroeder's there, who's going to play either guard position. Alex Caruso's, like, fine. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is fine. He's still there. Markeith Morris is still there. I don't think Kyle Kuzma is a good player. He's still there. He's not a bad player either. Uh, but the the team's loaded. The team's probably going to win the championship.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a too late to say that they've won the off season. They probably did. Right. They won
0: the off season and it's, it's annoying. Like the rich <laughs> got richer. Like yeah. they were the richest team in the league. And now they're like, now it's just kind of annoying. Like, all right, we get it. You're good. <laughs> they're, they're one of those teams. Like if you're playing 2k, which I'm like also not, gonna do much anymore. I suck at the new two K game. I'm pretty much done with it. Don't it's just frustrating. But they're one of those teams if you're like playing somebody and they're like pick the Lakers, you're like, all right, dude, that's cheap.
1: Yeah. You know. it's, like, who are you? You know, like so what a front runner. Who picks the Lakers? Come on now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just gonna be far and away the best team in the league. Cheap shot. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they're they're my pick to win the championship. So it is what it is.
1: Oh man. Maybe when we do more of these reviews uh, or previews, uh, I'll I'll come across someone who might pique my interest or something. When we talk
0: about the, the Central Division. Division, we can talk about a team that could get in trouble, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, Chicago. I the love Chicago
0: it. Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I guess that about wraps it up, man.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a good uh, – we had a good run today uh, talking about the Southeast Divisions. Check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, and of course, you know, we did this one the, Probably the most OP division in basketball right now
0: Yeah So, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, be back on these uh, We'll knock out every division we, we got enough time to do that before the season starts And, uh, you know, just like the last episode Gotta plug our guy, Evan Butris. Uh, the t-shirts just went out uh, Thank you If you are one of the people who ordered one of those shirts They will be on their way We're probably not going to do that for a long time And so, uh, good for you If you were able to get in on there um, check out Evan's graphic design work at the Wax Cowboy on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and shoot him a message on there if you're looking to get some work done. And um, also, I just want to say, go ahead and give us a friendly rating if you enjoy the show. Uh, we, we just hit a thousand listens, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're a relatively new podcast, and so a uh, nice little milestone for us there. And uh, we appreciate you if you are uh, one of those listeners. All right. Well... Tommy, always a pleasure, my
1: Yes, sir. Yep, uh, n- another one down, uh, n- another nickel tomorrow. I don't,
0: know, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Who do you want to do next?
1: Oh. It out, uh, right? yeah, well, yeah, we can We can do maybe uh, Maybe some Northwest action and then we'll, what other Eastern Conference? Uh, okay, yeah, have- so
0: let's do Northwest. That's some really exciting teams in there. Let's go Northwest, and uh, I feel like we got to... It's between the Central or the Atlantic. Um, let's go Central. Uh, think,
1: yeah, but yeah, we'll save the Atlantic for like the last
0: day. Yeah, yeah in case uh, James Harden becomes a Philadelphia seventy-six. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, we'll see. All right, until then, we'll talk to you guys later. The Soupshrooms podcast.